Thank you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Perfectly Good Podcast, the only podcast on the internet that is counting every John Hyatt song from A to Z. I am uh, one of your hosts, Jesse Jackson, and joining me as we chase the red tail hot hawk shooting down the canyon is my springs my springsteen god you can tell i have springsteen on my mind uh my john we can forgive jesse yes sylvan yes we are recording this on monday february 6th and on february 10th i will be seeing bruce live for the first time for four shows in two weeks so i definitely have springsteen on my mind but right now we're talking john how are you doing Great. And, you know, let's add another feather to John's cap that even amongst that kind of excitement that you're seeing the boss four times, you want to sit here and have a conversation with me about John Hyatt songs. And, you know, the boss is the boss, but uh, there is no one other than John Hyatt. And I think he holds up. And I'm really excited to talk about the song that we've got for today, because I you know, I'm not going to jump ahead and give a rating early, but th this is going to be one that it's not about, you know, how low are we going to go, but how high we're going to go, at least for me. Yeah, um, you've mentioned we're, the song we're talking about is Before I Go, and you had shared with me that there you have some personal connections to this song. Um, I do not have any personal connections, but I do adore the song, not to give my rating away either. Um, so why don't we just the facts? Just the facts. Okay, so this is track 11, the closing track on Crossing Muddy Waters, which was released in April 2000. Uh, it was released both by Vanguard Records and I believe now defunct E-Music. And I was surprised that it's the first time we've talked about a song from that album, which there's so much story behind how Crossing Muddy Waters came to be. It's another situation uh, which happened multiple times in John's career where a record company and he were not seeing eye to eye and he found himself without a record company and wanted to put a record together without the oversight of the corporate overlords and came up with something that blew even his fans away at the time. Um, it's well documented in uh, Mike's book, which we refer to often. Um, the album was nominated for Best Contemporary Folk Album in 2001 by the Grammys. It ended up losing to Emmy Lou Harris's Red Dirt girl but that is another such great album um it is also the first time that john recorded an acoustic album and there is no drummer on the entire crossing muddy waters so his backup on this are davy Farraher and david immergluck by themselves it's also kind of telling at the time that one of the best live versions I've ever heard was released directly on johnhyatt.com, which is this brand spanking new website back in 2001. And they were really engaging. He had a tour manager who would give like a little snippet from the road story and put up a couple of live songs from each of this um, 
stops on that tour. And there was a great version of Before I Go with just John Hyatt solo uh, that was recorded in Santa Cruz, California, April 2nd, 2001. Um, I think if you do a little bit of digging on the internet, you can still find it, although it's not on johnhyatt.com as it once was. We also found a couple of covers that we'll get into, I'm sure, Jesse. Uh, one was by Mary Beth Cross, which was recorded in 2011 for her album In My Right Mind. Um, interestingly enough, that was recorded in Franklin, Tennessee, which is John's hometown. And there was another cover version by a band called Barefoot that is Bear B-E-H. R, as in the animal's foot, not running around without your socks and shoes on. And that was a uh, group that are from Alaska by way of Nashville. And that album actually was number one on the Billboard Bluegrass uh, charts for a while. So there's a lot to talk about with this song. I think I've covered the facts. Jesse, did I miss anything? No, you also sent me a couple other amateur um, quote unquote right. uh, covers of it. It is um, a really, it, it, yeah, it's a great song. It, um, I loved all the covers, you know, each of them, you know, when a song is something brilliant, it, you know, it, it, hearing somebody else's interpretation of it just kind of in, adds, enhances its enjoyment. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once, new quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com pantheon. Buyraycon.com pantheon. So, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to talk about this one a lot. Um, so I'm going to start with um, Stopping by Woods on a Snowy Evening by Robert Frost. Oh, my. And um, he says, uh, he talks about in a wagon, right? He stops and um, in the last verses, the woods are lovely, dark and deep but I have promises to keep and miles to go before I sleep 
and miles to go before I sleep. Um, I don't know if John is specifically referencing a Robert Frost poem, but it if either I don't know consciously, but subconsciously, I thought of that line when he's saying that because many miles before I go, many miles before I go. It's using the repetition in a similar way to um, really bring home the point of that monotony and potentially weariness. Um, Although I wouldn't say that the overall tone of this song has the same kind of weariness that I've always associated with that last stanza of Robert Frost. Um, But that's a great uh, reference to bring up because um, it is a very poetic song, even compared to so many of John's brilliant songwriting. Yeah. Yeah. It is. The other thing I wanted to bring up is I love, I will try, I will stumble, but Mm -hmm. I will fly. He told me so. Um, One of my other favorite songs is uh, by Chuck Brodsky. And he is, um, he does We Are Each Other's Angels. And uh, the singer-songwriter from Texas, Sarah Hickman, did a version of it. And one of the lines is, sometimes you'll stumble, sometimes you'll just lie down, sometimes you'll get lonely with all these people around. You might shiver when the wind blows, you might get blown away, you might lose a little color, you might lose a little faith. We are each other's angels. I love the word stumble. There's just something about that because it's not fall. It's not, it is, I'm stumbling. I'm not totally uh, going to the ground. I've, I've, I've had a little bit of a pause. I've had a little bit of a misstep maybe, but I'm still upright. I'm still moving forward. Yes. And I think the two elements there that are very powerful are the, admitting of your ability to fall, but also your ability to pull yourself out of it. There's a humility in saying uh, that you will stumble. And there's a a humility um, through all of this. Um, He even says proud and high or low and humble. Um, Both can exist in our struggles day to day. Yeah, and you mentioned this is very lyrical and very poetic. You know, just start at the beginning. I've been sleeping for some hours, just woke up and you were there. Like the morning, like the flowers, sunlight whispering in my ears. Red talk hawk shooting down the canyon, put me on that wind he rides. That is imagery that is just beautiful. Yeah, I mean... It literally gives me goosebumps. And I am kind of a sucker for any time any artist uses second person in uh, lyrics or poetry. Um, I'm struck every time I hear this song by how it feels that John is speaking to me personally, but also at the same time, he could be talking to anyone. He could be talking to his wife. He could be talking to his child. He could literally be talking to God, um, which is kind of what resonates for me over and over. Um, 
there's that who is the you that any of us are speaking to and who is the you that any of us connect to. And when we talk about, you know, I will fly. He told me so who who's he, you know, what's interesting is if you look at the liner notes of this album, um, speaking of humility, everything is in a lowercase. There's really no uppercase he and, you know, all the first lines are lowercase, which I think is just kind of a subtle way of saying, like, I'm not taking myself too seriously here. Um, But I think if this were to to be released by a Christian rock uh, band, they would absolutely use uppercase he in those lines when he's saying he told me so. Um, But it's up to interpretation, you know, just like John says often when he's talking about have a little faith in me or is anybody there, you know, there's not a lot he's going to answer about God, just that it isn't him. Yeah, I, I, I do that. That's because that was one of my questions is, and I love that you leave it vague. I will fly. He told me so. Um, you know, there's, we, we're going to play armchair psychiatrist here, but we also know that John had a rough relationship with his parents. And this could very much be where, uh, you know, but I will fly because he told me so. Not necessarily could be his father, could be a mentor, could be someone who believed in him. Uh, And we don't have to take literally the he. uh, It could be someone else in his life. Um, I love the can't decide which way to travel on the ground or in the sky. All my schemes have kind of unraveled. And all that's left is you and I. Unraveled is another perfect world word. You know, it, it yes, the imagery of unraveling, right? You know, you see a a a a piece of cloth that's starting to unravel, and it's hard to put it back together. You know, once something starts unraveling, it, it's it unless you cut it off and re-sew it, it it's just gonna keep doing that. Yes. And there's something very freeing in the idea of schemes coming unraveled because schemes usually are associated with some kind of nefarious or, you know, some kind of ambition. And when you have it all unraveled, all of a sudden you're free of that ambition. You are free to be yourself. You can, you know, take that deep breath and be who you are. Um, I hear all of that in those lines and in yeah all that's left is you and i again who is the you is it everybody you that you know here we are in humanity is it some kind of higher power or is it a romantic or is it a family you know i'm i i've already said this but i'm just really struck by the fact that there's this dichotomy in the song of this extreme intimacy. He's letting you into some very personal thoughts and he's literally saying to you, reaching out to you and talking to you yet. It could be something so widely encompassing to be everybody. There's that very intimate and this very open and wide at the same time that works. Um, And 
I think it works really well with, with the instrumentation because it's that very simple yet it couldn't be more beautiful you know you could have a thousand piece orchestra and it would not sound as full and rich as these three guys without a drummer in yeah, a little studio the mandolin it sounds like you know it sounds mm -hmm. like a mandolin the other thing i want to mention is all my schemes you mentioned have come unraveled all my dreams have come unraveled gives you a totally different concept it's a totally different mm -hmm. meaning so i agree with you schemes is another great word because i'm once again i'm trying to not read into too much this but you know you're if this is about a relationship um you know his his significant other or her because we have a couple of people who uh you know that are females that are singing um your partner's called you on your blank right they 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 called you your screams unravel they called you on your blank and all that's left is you and i you know and and he's admitting i will try i will stumble but i'm ultimately going to get there i'm going to get to go now i have many miles before i go and this is not a journey that's going to happen overnight but if you're yes take a drink now mary climb in this is a town full <laughs> of losers who are pulling out of here to win right this he's saying yes this is a journey we're on together you know i will be your true companion when we reach the other side is just right is you know um i i really love this and keep it going right ghosts on the trees there's ghosts on the wires asking questions and showing signs Shivering with truth, they're lighting fires, lighting fires all down the line, and I will try and I will stumble, but I will fly, he told me so. Yeah, I mean, there's just so much just in that one verse, you know, the other yeah. thing that I was preparing for this, listening to all these different versions, and I'm struck by how in some songs, there's a particular verse that it's like, oh he really killed it there that's when he brought this song home there isn't that verse here because every verse every chorus hits you with the same kind of impact of like whoa i i i never thought about it that way or oh you know that makes me travel down this, this thought path or you know you just get that little chill of feeling um that like a ghost in the trees and uh, asking questions and showing signs. You know, I just really love the dichotomy and so much of this that he's putting it that they're looking for answers, but also pointing to answers at the same time, which is life. You know, it, it what you need is. to figure things out is to ask. Yes. Yeah. You know, the other thing that this may be redundant, but I, this song really speaks to me is I've loved the covers you sent us and I I've enjoyed them. And, um, but John's voice is a unique instrument in this song 
the way he's phrasing, the way he is uh, using his voice and the way he changes his tone and volume, it, I think I, I don't think I've told this story on this podcast, but I've told it plenty of times on Set Lessing Bruce is when when Linda first went when she went to her second Bruce show, she's we were going and she's like, I just don't understand him. He mumbles too much. I I can't understand what he's saying. And I said, pretend it's an instrumental and his uh-huh. voice is just another instrument. Just get the feeling and the emotion from him. And then later you can worry about the words. John always has a unique voice. And I am, I am, we are biased. I love the way he sings. Um, You know, he, Mm -hmm. he, he will never be on the, you know, the hundred greatest singers, you know, of vocalists of Rolling Stone. He's not a crooner. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But he uses his voice well on a lot of songs and i really think he uses it on this one what are your thoughts i absolutely agree and i do think it was not too long before or after that he had vocal surgery to remove the cyst from his vocal cords and um you know i wanted to pick up on what you were saying about how he's using his voice as an instrument you know there are times that he's almost shouting, you know, it very much reminds me of a preacher of, you know, calling to the uh, congregation of like, can I get an amen? Can you get behind me? Or there are some times where he is, you know, speaking in a very plain spoken, like he's talking to that. Is it a lover? Is it a family member? Is it a higher power of just, you know, I, I need that strength to keep on going for these many miles before I go. And, you know, it, it really just speaks to the humanist ideal, which is that, you know, the, our life here is where we really need to find meaning and our heaven, what, whatever that, you know, it is in the journey of to our final destination before we leave this mortal coil that we have to fly and uh be proud and high so and and yes you talked about right like proud and high or low and humble many miles before i go you know and he repeats Mm -hmm. that many miles ago proud and humble um this is just a a gem of a song that is it is it and and i'm i understand why the academy chose to honor this album and you know this you know far in his career and i realized this is what you know 15 20 years ago but i mean you know when however oh, i can't know. do math right but it was it it was it's nice over to- 20 years ago yeah yeah but it just it it was so well done and and really nice um yeah in but and and by the way um we will include um i will i will remember 
to put the cover links in the show notes because they are all really well done. They, they, um, they did a great job on the, on, on that cover. Yes. And um, to just make sure that we mention one of the covers that we uh, traded with each other was uh, Jake Thistle, who has um, been on stage with John and uh, does lots of little YouTube shows. Uh, he's, I believe, still in college, so a, a young man, but um, an adult, and has been recording John's songs since he was like a preteen, I think. He does a great version of this. And um, there's a couple of others that I think we're kind of using it as a um, just showcasing a technique. Um, mm -hmm. Again, Jesse and I are not musicians, so we can't really speak right. to the chord progressions and all of those kind of things. But I think there's something about um, the rhythm and the chords in this that people who are learning folk music are drawn to and want to kind of get their hands dirty with this and play with. Yeah. So there's lots of stuff out there for people as well as the links that Jesse uh, shares on this episode. Go look because it's amazing when you see someone who is an established recording artist who has their own sound that wants to adapt that sound to this simple, but beautiful song or someone who obviously is still trying to figure out all the mechanics and what is my sound or what do I want to do who can pick this up and find something in themselves by exploring this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anything else? I mean, I feel like we could just, I don't want to go first night. when we, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I, you know, I, I, this is a five to me. I mean, this is, I know okay. that should be very rare. We give fives, but I just think this is a gem. Um, I adore this song and, um, and, and I will, this could be, I'm overly praising it after our last episode where we did not have a right. very good experience, but yeah, I, I would, I, if you said, oh, Jesse, that's a little high, I would go 4.5, but I, right offhand, I'd give it a five. And I have been struggling and teetering with the four or the five because we listen to it and you can hear just how moved I am by it. Um, and one of the yardsticks I use is if I'm introducing someone to John and I want to come up with an example of here's a song that is just going to knock your socks off right out of the gate it doesn't need time to be worn in or for you to understand the backstory of why it's so great or anything like that well i chose this song as one of i think it was only five that i played before i gave a sermon called the gospel according to john hyatt to uh, a group of con uh congregation of Unitarian Universalist Church. And it was many people that I had known for a very long time, and also a whole bunch of strangers, many of whom had never heard John Hyatt before. Now, there is so much spiritual in there that like, how could I not include it? But also, it's such a strong song that I would put it out there as the introduction. Um, and um, also speaking of different voices, this uh, album came out around the time that my much younger sister was born. So this is one of her first introductions to John. And when she was a toddler and literally just learning to talk, my mom would 
put her on the phone because she this is I think the first John Hyatt song she ever sang. She was like I, I, I there was something really cute in her little toddler way that she got some of the words wrong. It was like many mile like she couldn't get the miles. Yes. <laughs> it was a singular <laughs> uh, before I go and just on and on and that, you know, screaming at the top of your lungs child voice so yeah i gotta go five too but it can't all be five but god i can't not give this one well we we've not given that many fives out so you know so this is good uh very nice yes um i did want to say that uh we got a very nice message from uh chris k uh he sent in to on our facebook page uh, and I'm quoting him. I just discovered your podcast today and what a brilliant idea for a podcast. I love John's Hyatt's music and I'm looking forward to listening to your podcast and the drive to and from work from Chris in the UK. So thank, thank you, Chris. Chris. Yeah, that was We're international. <laughs> yes, I that made me smile very much. And uh, this is we always talk about doing this. Our buddies uh, Rob Carmack and J.B. Clark, uh, who do Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet, which was our, um, our you know, inspiration. Inspiration. Are they're back doing their fourth season. They're t- going through all the songs they haven't. And right now they're doing all Bruce cover songs because it's just alphabetically how it's worked out. But I told him I'd give him a shout out every once in a while. And so we appreciate it. Um, if someone wants to reach us, what's the best way? They can reach us on our Facebook page, which is Perfectly Good Podcast on Facebook. We also have a Gmail, Perfectly Good PD at Gmail. I am Sylvan Groff on Facebook. I'm Sylvan Green Eyes on Twitter. And um, yeah, reach out. Yeah, and I am at Jesse Jackson DFW on Twitter, though I will tell you right now, I'm very Bruce heavy on Twitter. Uh, and uh, as Sylvan often mentions, there we do have a share drive, so you can see what songs are coming up. We have a projected day of when we're going to talk at them, and we are always open to having someone join us on the third chair to discuss a song with us. So, Absolutely. I, yeah. We... I'm not worried about blowing the curve by having someone come. No, come no, not at all. Give Are their we, own rating. No, not at all. Yeah. And we did also get um, a question, I believe, on Gmail about um, Adios to California. A yes, reminder did. that did come alphabetically beforehand, and we decided not to talk about it during the A's. Uh, that was mostly Sylvan being a chicken. I needed to get our feet a little bit wetter before we jump into uh, that song. So we're going to discuss it when we get to the R's because there was an early version called Right Now. So we are going to discuss Adios to California. And believe me, it was not skipped over because we do not respect it as a part of the John Hyatt catalog. Quite the opposite. All right. Well, Sylvan listeners, only thing we got to say is have a little faith. Have a little faith. Thank you, Jesse. Well, thank you. Bye. Baby, we can come on home and put the cow horns back on the Cadillac and change the message on the court of mine.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.